You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 184th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We got a bunch of stuff here to talk about today. Um, we're going to start with the notion that Isaiah Oliver and Tack McKinley have to get better in order to improve the defense. We were able to talk with... Defensive coordinator Raheem Morris today, defensive line coach Tosh Lupau, new secondary coach Joe Witt, and assistant head coach our guy Jeff Ulbricht. We told him he needed to go and ask for a uh, bigger parking space since he got a new title. They all got long titles. I just shortened them uh, for you all today because that's where they're going to be. Uh, Lupau's going to be... uh, defensive line, defensive end coach, and they got a coordinator thing on there. And Raheem's got the regular old defensive coordinator title, uh, assistant head coach Oldbrick, and then uh, Witt's got some secondary passing game, something or another title too. But anyway, he's going to be coaching the D-backs, the D-line, and we got two key people there. Isaiah Oliver, the second-year player, and Tack McKinley will be going into his fourth year here. But we got we got audio from today, so we're going to go right to that. I got five things I want to talk about. Oliver and Tack, improvements, to lesser degree, Neil and Trufant. Since we're not go, they're not going to be signing any new big-name players. Uh, Raheem said that the Savior's not coming through the door. So uh, it's going to be our time best served to, to uh, look at how can they can get better in terms they must be comfortable with that. They don't have any money uh, to go out and spend on any big-name free agents. Maybe they could find something uh, for Dante Fowler some kind of way. But uh, until they do that, until the CBA gets ratified, we got to look at the roster as it's currently constituted. And we can look for areas where there can be you know, big strides of improvement. And we're going to start at right cornerback and right defensive end with Isaiah Oliver and Tack McKinley because both of the new coaches talked about those guys today. Then we get some uh, impressions from Joe Witt Jr., Tosh Lupau, our, our new defensive end coach, talk a little bit about the NFL PA situation. Then uh, thanks Josh Harris for helping uh, helping us get a handle on things here locally, and then. Uh, we uh we're gonna wrap up with Raheem's master plan. But uh we're gonna start off here. I'm gonna try and do something different with some audio off of my laptop. We might hear a beep come through. That's usually my voice uh uh email. But uh let's hear from Raheem Morris, who'd have some pretty good audio today. Uh, you know, your plans moving forward. You know, uh, obviously this time of year everybody's gonna think things reviewing all the things you did last year. Looking at the cutups, getting a chance to go out there and uh, review those things and go back and make some changes. Whatever you want to change, whatever you get better at. You know, uh, Coach Green used to always say you get better, you get worse, and this is the time to, to do those things, uh, both professionally uh, on the field, whatever you do as far as developing people, developing players, developing coaches. 
developing each other. So we're doing all those things. In that analysis of the um, you know last eight games, what what uh, what were some of the common themes that you all want to you know take forward with you? Uh, the common thing was always the win. You know, <laughs> so we were able to get a couple wins. We got six out of the last eight, um, which was a good thing. So you want to be able to keep some of that thing going, some of that stuff rolling. But you can't skip the process. You know, right now we want to go through the process of starting over how we did, start talking about what we do, how we can move forward, um, have a chance to develop our coaches. We got some new ideas, some new people in the room, and that's going to talk to you later. Um, all those things are great for fresh starts and fresh, fresh, fresh things out and just your thoughts on getting the path rush going. That should be a big, that'll be a big topic this offseason again. Seventh has been a big topic uh, for this offseason. You know, I think every team in National Football League is talking about their pass rush. Um, obviously, you've got to affect the quarterback. Obviously, it's been one of our goals to affect the quarterback. Obviously, one of those things you want to go out there and do is affect the quarterback, get after him with the pass rush. Um, whatever the case may be, um, that's how you win football games. The, the people that are able to affect the quarterback the most are the guys that have, have the most success. So um, it'll be a thing next year as well, I'm sure. It'll be a thing this year. It'll be a thing whenever you go into these situations and you got a chance to go get at the quarterback. There's Raheem Morris, the uh, new defensive coordinator, uh, talking about, you know, a few different things. One being the, the pass rush, you know, that's going to be an issue. Uh, he's taking over there. And, uh, uh, on Sunday, uh, we're going to have the, uh, master plan from Raheem Morris on how to improve this defense. Uh, let's go to Jeff Albrook here, the linebackers coach, assistant head coach has some interesting things to say today also. Let's get him queued up here. Uh, coach Albrecht's got a promotion and uh, assistant head coach. He had a lot of good things to say today. A new title, uh, back from the combine. Uh, I guess prepping for the draft right about now. Yeah, it's a combination of a lot of things. It's a busy time. You know, we're uh, finishing up with free agency and kind of seeing how that works out. Uh, we're starting with the draft now. Um, Obviously, got a big jump start with the combine, and then at the same time, evaluating our own scheme. And, um, from a defensive perspective, really getting the guys that we acquired up to speed. Um, got some really good coaches that we're really excited about, and, um, and at the same time, refining what we did and, and seeing how we can take it to the next level. How did uh, uh, that year in review go? Um, what and what can you all take, you know, moving forward from uh, you know last year? Um, you know, obviously, like, we looked really hard at the times where we struggled and, and didn't meet the mark um, and, uh, and noted those and really identified what caused the failures. Um, uh, and at the same time, we're in kind of the process now of looking at what we did and uh, what worked well and how we feature the players that we did have in the best way and um, continue that success. And at the same time, not being happy with that and, and trying to continue to evolve and take it to the next level. I guess a big part of it last year was the, the getting ready for a schedule where you're going to have a bunch of moving quarterbacks and so forth. Uh, what did y'all learn from that experience, and uh, how can y'all take that forward as the league is shifting that way a little bit more? Yeah, the, the more athletic the quarterback, the more athletic you'd like your defense to be. You know, fortunately, um, although the, the success of, of the defense wasn't always what it should have been against those type of quarterbacks, mm -hmm. I feel like we are a good matchup from that perspective because we have speed. We have athletes. I think ultimately the um, the teams with the athletic quarterbacks they're looking for the athletic mismatches, and uh, you know I, I don't, I'd like to say we don't have too many of those. Mm -hmm.
That was Jeff Albrecht, linebackers coach, assistant head coach. Uh, going to move on to um, Joe Witt Jr., the uh, new uh, secondary coach. He came in there with a no-nonsense attitude. Uh, he was a young coach here in 2007, coaching the secondary on Coach Petrino's staff. Uh, when that thing blew up, he went to um, – uh, he went to Green Bay as a quality control assistant. You know, he put in his dues and uh, ended up staying there through um, 08 to 18. Ended up coaching uh, Charles Woodson, Tremont Williams, Sam Shields, and a couple other guys. He comes uh, highly recommended for my guy, Leroy Butler, for my days up there. Uh, but, yeah, Coach Witt, um, you know, uh, was no nonsense since guy here today. He talked about his demanding coaching style, uh, you know, and he talked about what great players and undrafted players have taught him and that, hey, the great ones want to be coached. But let's hear from Coach uh, Joe Witt here. Uh, come, he's coming back to Atlanta for a second tour of duty uh, in the coaching game. And, uh, you know, he'll be over there on the secondary. You know, my story online is, uh, we deal with, uh, how tack, how Halupa is going to get tack ready, and then, uh, how Witt's going to get Isaiah Oliver ready. Some of the challenges are for, for you all moving forward. Well, the first thing is, um, I'm excited to be here, excited to be able to work with this group of young men. You know, we have a lot of young talent, especially on the outside with Isaiah and Kendall. They have some ability that, that, that gives us a chance to, to play a number of different schemes. Um, KK, hopefully he gets back in time. You know, True Pond, same thing. We're, we're, we're excited about, you know, those veteran players. And then, you know, Rico and, um, and KZ, you know, they're, they're just as steady as can be. So I'm excited to work with this group, excited to be back here with the Falcons. Coach, what did you learn um, during your 10 years in Green Bay uh, from working with a guy like Woodson, an all-time great, and, and a kid like Tremont, who was undrafted and had to climb up the hard side of the mountain. Well, Tremont and Sam Shields. They Sam Shields, too. Yeah, um, Miami. Speed uh, guy. Um, Pro Bowl players. But working with Wood um, and, and, and those guys early on, uh, they, let, they let me know that great players want to be coached. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's one thing that I learned very often. I learned it here with, with Lori Malloy. You know, mm -hmm. Great players want to be coached. So... Uh, I coach a certain way. I'm, I'm very demanding, mm -hmm. but uh, I want to make sure that when we go out there, we're giving ourselves the best chance to win. We don't need communication errors. We don't need uh, anything. It's too hard to win in this this, this league, mm -hmm. right? so we don't want to beat ourselves. So that's the that's the thing I learned about those guys. They want to be coached. They want to be great. And if you can help them, they'll listen. When you went back and watched the film of Isaiah Oliver in particular, what did you see the biggest difference from the first eight games to the last eight games for him was? Well, I thought, you know, the last eight games, he did a really good job of connecting his feet and his hands together in his press game. Um, he, he stayed more square. That, that, that gave him the ability, once they got up the field, to connect at the top of routes. Um, early on in the year, he was uh, doing some things that, that didn't connect his feet and hands, and that cleaned up during the year. I, I think Ron, those guys, did a very nice job with that. You work with how do you two, how do you feel like you guys work together, and how important is it to connect pass rush with the, with the back end? Well, as a marriage, you know, pass rush and, and coverage is pass defense, okay? You can't have one really without the other. Uh, Tosh is an excellent coach. Right? I'm excited to be able to work with him again because uh, we actually see football very similar. And, um, you know, the ability to have those guys rush, understand where they're going to be, and then on the back end to make sure that we 
hold, make them hold the ball that extra second so they can get to the second rush. And it's, it's like I said, it's a mirror. So um, we didn't uh, get the job done in Cleveland as a group, but we, we will get it done here. All right, that was Joe Witt Jr., the new defensive back coach. Said they didn't get the job done in Cleveland, but they will get it done here in the ATL. Interesting thoughts on the pass rush there. Uh, marrying those two. We've heard, I mean, we've been mining this pass rush thing since 04. So we heard it, all this stuff about marrying it, the coverage with the, with the front and the, uh, getting the quarterback off the spot and sacks aren't important under Coach Smith. Uh, more important to make them think and blink and, uh, Mike Nolan sent every blitz in the book at quarterbacks the one year, 2012. But, the fact remains they haven't had a uh, top-ranked pass rush here in Atlanta since 2004. So uh, uh, young Tosh has got his uh, work cut out for him here. He's been in mostly the college ranks a year in Cleveland, had Miles Garrett. Uh, has a uh, uh, did a pretty good job in college. He was at Alabama, got um, – some of his duties stripped away early on and uh, and uh, then got fired after they got torched in the championship game by Clemson. But he's uh, the new defensive end coach here in Atlanta, and they'll try to get this pass rush going. Uh, one of the questions I wanted to know about, what was his plans for uh, getting Tack McKinley going? You know, first thing for him is to get healthy, of course, and uh, – after that, he talked about attacking things in the meeting room and preparation type things. So, so maybe that's been an issue for him. But here's Coach Tosh. And be a part of a, an awesome organization. So, um, as far as what I'm bringing, I'm, I'm joining what I believe is a is an amazing staff in place already, um, and uh, hopefully can complement that staff. Um, you know, we're going to um, attack this thing and, and really. Um, focus on what we can do individually um, to collectively put something out uh, on Sundays that we're really proud of, you know, and that all starts uh, the, the second these guys get here, um, even before that, already uh, beginning uh, the, the early stages of establishing a relationship um, with the defensive line, and then when we can uh, really get here and start in April 19th on phase one, you know, that we hit the, the ground running you know, towards improving and attacking whatever we need to improve. That's what we're doing right now as a process, um, as a staff, is um, looking through the process of where we can improve up front, and then that's where we're going to apply with the guys the, the day they get here. Coach, what's your improvement plan for Tack McKinley? He, uh, I know he has to get healthy first, but uh, going into his fourth year, and uh, they want to increase his productivity, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think Tack has tremendous potential. Um, you know, I think... Uh, First thing he's doing and is already committed to um, is uh, improving his shoulder. Um, it's really obvious. Uh, everything, the feedback we've got, um, the facility he's at, um, the daily activities. Um, I've had some good conversations with him already as um, I know DQ has personally gone out there and seen him um, where he's at right now um, and is, is uh, really proud of his prog progress um, and uh, the way he is attacking his health. You know, from there, I think we uh, take it, um, you know, from step one of how we're attacking meetings, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting everything out of every opportunity possible, the way we're approaching our walkthroughs, the way we're approaching practice, the way we're approaching our individual drills, 
and that carrying over to a team setting and then ultimately producing on Sunday. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not um, so much going to focus on things of uh, numbers and end results as much as more so the process that it takes to get there. And uh, that's how we're going to attack every single day and um, how we're going to prepare as a staff and then um, hold each individual accountable um, of the importance of our practice and preparation rather than focusing on the end result on Sunday. There is Coach Tosh Lupo, the new defensive line coach. Asked him directly what's his plan for attack. Uh, he's talked about the process and getting them ready to play and so forth. So, because uh, just here, you know, coming off for this meeting here today, uh, you know, got to figure out how it's going to get better, you know. Um, you know, the Falcons went one and seven, two and eight, uh, you know, against, you know, some bad quarterbacks. Cunningham likes to point out all the time, uh, the only good quarterback they faced during that stretch was Drew Brees and he had his one bad game of the year. So, uh, for them to say that six and two can just automatically go to next year, we know that's not the case. So they got to get better. Uh, they're not going to have a lot of money. Whether they're in salary cap hell or not, they don't. They're 29th out of 32 teams, so that's the bottom. So uh, they're not going to be able to go spend a lot of money on the the, the Yannick kid from from Jacksonville. Can it just don't work? Although they do got some moves they can make, they can make some moves. But how they're going to get better is from the guys on the roster right now, and the big two. Or Isaiah Oliver and Tack McKinley. Tack McKinley has to come back healthy, has to ignite the pass rush until we find out who they draft and uh, what other old veteran they get in here to take their money. Uh, right now, your number one pass rusher is Grady Jarrett from the inside and Tack McKinley from the outside. So 3.5 sacks is not going to do it. And so Tosh Lupo knows that, uh, you know, they got to be, uh, they're, they're treating Tack with the proper amount of respect. Coach Quinn's been out to visit him and, uh, let him know that, uh, you know, they're, that whatever they're going to do this year, Tack's going to have to be a part of it. And Isaiah Oliver did calm down. He talked about calming down his feet, marrying his feet with his hands, and then being able to climb at the top of routes. He did that, um, you know, even if he got beat early on, he fought back in plays down the stretch. So that was definitely, you could see where he's improving. Now, um, Coach Witt's not going to take any of this miscommunications. Oh, I thought he had them stuff that we were seeing early last season where guys were, you know, leaving people wide open in the end zone and not passing long routes and all that stuff. They're going to be on point where they're supposed to be and they need to make a play. So I think Oliver should embrace and put his arms around this uh uh, because he's got a chance to start and, and retain that spot. Now, a lot of people are saying they might draft a corner. I could see that. But, uh, you know, pass rush, that's not going to help the pass rush. Uh, they can probably get a corner later. But pass rush, they got to go defensive end or defensive tackle with that first pick or go up and get Kinlaw if he's dropping. Uh, of course, you know, the dream d- deal would go be up to go get Chase Young. Uh, they don't, um, you know, that would be, if you want to fix your pass rush, you want to wild the fan base, you want to get everybody back into this, that would be the move. But if he, if he certainly, if, if there's a, uh, a move to get up to two to get Tua, he gets a clean bill of health and Miami's got to go up to two to get him, then, um, 
you know, all of a sudden, Chase is at three, and Detroit and the Falcons, they have some commonalities. Bob Quinn, the GM up there, Thomas Dimitrov here. If he gets a three, they probably got a better chance of going up there than two uh, because uh, my buddy John Clayton put it to me. He was like, hey, well, why would Washington do that deal? There's no reason for Washington to trade up, uh, trade away the second pick for Chase Young. But if they trade it away for Tua because they got a quarterback already, that's why they're acting like they want Tua. Uh, so, you know, Miami can get scared and come up and get him. But we'll see. You know, we got a lot of time between now and the draft. But like I said, as it stands right now, we got to worry about the Falcons as they are currently constituted. There's not going to be a, uh, there's not going to be uh Reggie White walking through that door. Uh, there's not, that's not going to happen. There's not going to be a John Abraham walking through that door. And if you get a rookie, he's a rookie. So you're not really counting on him to do much. So, they got to get better from what's on this roster. They did resign Stephen Means, a dependable uh, veteran who's been trying to break into the league since 2012. Been with four different teams, but super guy uh, was coming on down the stretch there in 2018 uh, before he was injured and missed all of last season. So let's wrap it up here today uh, with the 184th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Five things we looked at today. Oliver attack improvement plans. Joe Witt Jr., our impressions of him and how he sees his unit and how he's going to be demanding thereof. Tosh Lupo and his improvement plan for Tack McKinsley is going to start with being at the meetings, attacking the workouts, attacking the walkthroughs, and then, you know, taking that onto the field. He did come back on, we didn't hear this on the audio, but talked about how, how hard Tack plays. And that's always the starting point for great players, he said. So, you know, it, it'll be, uh, you know, they, they know what they got to do, and they know the uh, how these players are going to have to get better. Then the uh, we got uh, the NFL PA. The voting wraps up on Saturday the 1st. If it's ratified, things will move along, uh, you know, smoothly. If not, the Falcons are in much worse shape again without a new deal. And, uh, you know, that, that's uh, that's a doomsday scenario. But uh, Josh thinks it's going to get ratified. There's a lot of uh, pushback out there from the new president, J.C. Treader, on, on Twitter. The, about the deal, but he says, say, if it passes or it doesn't, he's got to unify the NFL PA. So Saturday's your date. The NFL franchise tag was pushed back to Monday. New uh, tampering season should start around noon on Monday. And then we got free agency uh, starting on the 18th. So uh, we're going to sign off here, and uh, thanks for coming by. Thanks for stopping by the 184th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. You can get everything on AJC.com on the Falcons page. Have an update on uh, Jeff Albrecht talking about Devondre Campbell on there. This um, We have another story there on uh on, on Coach Witt and Coach Tosh talking about how they got to get Isaiah Oliver and Tack McKinley ready to play. So go ahead and check that out. You all take care and have a great rest of the week. Stay safe out there. 
In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.